So hello. My man. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw that out all over the place during this episode. Okay. All right. All right. When you say something funny, you're gonna get a my man. Oh, okay. Uh, my reaction will change depending on how often you've said it, though. I, I love it. All right, good. It's gonna go. You from, say that now. You you enjoy that it. Now. You enjoy it. You'll be just fucking miserable by the end. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. I probably will be miserable. Um, nice shirt, by the way. Thank you very much. I had to wear it as an associate producer of the film, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and just that you obviously know. is an amazing shirt. Yeah, I wore the light blue one yesterday, so I was like, ah, I can't wear it today. Yeah, you, you can't do it twice in a row. Uh, actually, no, you can if you don't do anything, really. You just can't wear it three times in a row. Then something's wrong. Then you're going to start getting the stank on it. That's the thing. Yeah, you don't want the stank on it. Yeah. So, you know. So, uh, this is our third time talking about Justice League. Yeah, yeah, How it's crazy uh, that? this is the third episode for Justice League. <laughs> we talked about it twice before. I thought it was just well, the once. No, we because we did the whole like phase of DCU and Justice League, right? Leader, and then we did a revisit it. That's now we, right. Now we are re revisiting it as a longer, <laughs> much better cut. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, it, it would have been terrible if this sucked balls. <laughs> yeah. It really would. It really if, would. Like, <laughs> if all that weight and then it was like an extra two hours of just, oh my God. Like, I mean, there are some things in the weed and cut that are better. Uh, like, two or three things. That yeah, I, can I actually put like, there's two, there's two instances in the, in the weed and cut where I was like, I actually kind of like that and I wish it would have been in this version. Yeah, but I mean, there's honestly, a there's a couple, but overall, it's head and shoulders better. Oh, big time! This, yeah, this is the Justice League, the No Russian Family cut. I loved it. Um, no, I believe it's actually called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, right. Okay, it's a good thing yeah. the Russian family wasn't his idea because we probably had like three hours of them in there. Uh, yeah, like we would have, because we would have need to see uh, the family start from when they started dating. Yes, they got married, and then because this is how he he drags out the story, right? Like right. so, yeah. Then then they have kids, and the kids get grow up, and then by that point, you know, then it's yeah. time to save them. And then they would have to be connected somehow to the heroes in the film. Like maybe these are like, <laughs> like Steve Trevor has some kind of Russian. Hooker on yeah. the side, back in the. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, as far as anything before this, uh, have you read Nightwing yet? No, I. I haven't read Nightwing yet. No, man. If, you know, it takes two minutes to read a comic book, right? Yes. Yes, it does. Wait, no, what was that you were drinking? That oh, it's it's um it's vodka soda. I can actually have this on keto because it's just. Soda water, it's zero. Yeah, it's zero calories. Yeah, a real fruit beverage. I'm amazed that you're drinking on camera. That's I. I thought it was a, a beverage of alcoholic nature. I am celebrating this moment right now with a drink. Mm. The one drink the liquor store sells that I can fucking drink still. <laughs> and what are you sipping on? A tea? 
That's correct. Correct Mundo. Correct Mundo. Right on. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. So I don't I really have any news or nothing. Me? So I don't have any. I'm saying I got, I, no I got nothing. I got no news. The next room did very well at the Horror Hound Film Festival. What's the next room again? The next room is my my super short horror mm-hmm. film that I did during uh, quarantine last summer and aired okay. it on Geek Pants Media, which is this last November. Oh. It went to a film festival last Sunday, which is my first film festival. So that was exciting. And it was very exciting to see my movie pop up amongst all these other great little shorts. And of then course. had a Q&A session with all the directors and stuff afterwards. And that was fun. It was fun to have like an interviewer asking me questions about my movie. I was like, whoa. Must have been crazy. Oh, it, it, was, it was fun. It was really fun. <laughs> and of course, she said, where else can we find you? And then I had, you know, I threw out the Geek Pants Media. They know about you it. Had they know about it. Those, There's those no way. They know about us. But yeah, it was really cool because right before my little segment with The Next Room, Adam Winger was on talking about Godzilla vs. Kong. He's the director of Godzilla vs. Kong. And I was like, I feel like a big deal right now. You might have an apartment filled with uh, furniture made of rich mahogany. <laughs> I may. So so that is all I got to say. And that was very, very fun and very good for us here. Um, hey, we got one new subscriber. I don't know if that's coincidence or not. Who cares? We got a new subscriber. We'll Fuck take yeah. it. We'll take it. <clears throat> and this new subscriber's name? I didn't catch it. Nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, new subscriber. No, fame is going to my head already, so. Trust me, you are important to us. We do appreciate that you subscribe. Um, let I us know in the comments. I would have remembered their name last week, but this week I'm, I'm famous now and I just don't care anymore. I don't know if we can be friends anymore, if that's how you're going to treat other geek pantsers. Good call, Chris. Smarten up, Kenneth. My man! Yeah! Yeah, you got me. You got I got me. you. I got you. Got you got me. Yeah. That was, I'll that get was well man. placed. I'll get that was well next placed. Time. All right. So, speaking of uh, my man, we are discussing the long-awaited Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. or uh, if you want to slang it up, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, although the first way is shorter. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut, successful. Yes, it was successful. It was successful. Um, so, without further ado, directed by Zack Snyder, okay. No. Screenplay was done by Chris Terrio. And it was based on a story by Chris Terrio, Zack Snyder, and Will Beal. All right, let's get through this part. We've got uh, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, and Batman. We've got Henry Cavill as Clark Kent in Superman. We have Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Gal Gadot as Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. Ray Fisher as Victor Stone Cyborg. Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry Aquaman. Ezra Miller as Barry Allen. The Flash, Willem Dafoe as uh, Nudis, Bulko, Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor, Jeremy Wait. Irons as Alfred Pennyworth. No, 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 don't interrupt. <sighs> Diane Lane as Martha Kent, Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, Syrian Hines as Steppenwolf, Ryan Zeng as uh, Ryan Choi in parentheses, The Atom 
but will never see him as the Adam, but that's what he is. Joe Morton as Silas Stone. Uh, Joe Montaigne as uh, Slade Wilson, Deathstroke. And I'm not naming her, but she plays Mira. Hopefully in the future, it's played by Amelia Clark. But I'm not naming names. Her. I don't want her name on this cast at all. So I'm taking a stand, my friend. Did uh, Willem Dafoe play Nudist? Is that is that what he said his first name was? Nudist? No, Nudist? Uh, Close. Close. <laughs> Nudist Falco. I should have just said Volko, but... <laughs> but why? Why You can just say the full name. Also, yeah. shout out to Ray Porter as Darkseid. Yes, yes. Because he's way down the fucking list on IMDb. Like, like near the bottom with, like, random Icelandic women. <laughs> I probably would have put him higher than the Icelandic women, but not much higher. No? No. Mm. He did great as Darkseid, but it's not like... Yeah. You know, it's not like the role was made completely by him. No offense at all, but, I mean... There's other voice actors that they could have gotten. They didn't. Oh, absolutely. But they got him. He did a fantastic job for what he was given. All right. So we're going to make sure this isn't four hours like the movie. Although there's always no promises. Um, Because I have like sort of a bit of a likes and dislikes structure. I'm going to start. (laughs) Sucker. So um, my first like is... Uh, the opening. I didn't see that opening coming. That opening is awesome. It was absolutely incredible visually. Um, I also liked that they didn't have the weirdo soundtrack that Danny Elfman and I'm assuming Joss Whedon cobbled together. Yeah. Um, and that's funny because that's my next one. So, but anyway, the the way it looked, the way it was shot, the way it tied into Batman v Superman, like immediately. And basically set the stage for Justice League was uh, was really good. Yeah, we kind of we kind of talked about that when we were watching it. How like I really loved how Batman v Superman started right with the end of Man of Steel, and then this started right with the end of Batman v Superman. Like yeah, it really yeah, makes exactly. it feel like one long like story from begin to end. Right, and I mean this is supposed to be like the culmination of superman's origin story yeah. although we find out later we found out later that actually it would have been by justice league three <laughs> that we would have had so we would have had six episodes or movies to tie up one origin story right yeah. um okay but uh i mean man and yeah you're right like i, I liked how there was uh like links for both movies to all three. So it was, yeah. plus it was just haunting the epic to see that oh, uh, that sacrifice scene like, all over again. That slow mo, the the soundtrack, like the score was just like and then, what and then, a way to open the movie. He lets out that scream and it shows going over the world. Like exactly, that was nuts. The whole world feels him screaming and dying yeah. essentially. Yeah. So it does. Uh, it does sort of add to that hero aspect. So like in Batman v Superman, where they have the clips of the people mourning, uh, you know, and, and if you 
seek his monument, look around, yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, and and even that Martha can't touch upon it in uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But yeah, like it really sells it that he he died to save the world essentially, and they get it, they understand now that that's what he was, that's what he all he wanted to do. So that was a great way to open the movie. Great, great way to open it. Oh yeah, I loved it. Cool. Um, my first like is I love the new look for Steppenwolf. It it not I'll actually crossed that awesome. off of my list. It not only looks awesome, but it sounds awesome. And his his whole the whole Steppenwolf thing all together. I like he was like Darkseid's number one dude in the in the weeding cut, and in this he was like an outcast trying to get back in the good graces of Darkseid. Yeah, like he fucked up, and he was like, "Well, I'll just I'll do whatever it takes to get back into Darkseid's good graces." And yeah, I I second that. So I was probably one of the few people that liked uh, Steppenwolf's original look. Uh, I know that uh, there was complaints about the CGI nature of his face and how it looked unpolished, but I thought that that added to his alien appearance. And I believe I've said that in one mm-hmm. of the other two times yeah, that we, we discussed Justice League. Um, <laughs> but for them to completely revamp the look and incredibly good, like, like it's, I didn't think uh, Steppenwolf was like, hands down amazing looking but i liked his look i thought he looked good and i liked his portrayal but this is top to bottom like he looks infinitely better i loved that the battle armor changed based on what he was doing or even who he was talking to you know if he was talking to his minions he didn't have the spikes but if he was in battle mode the spikes were around and they would uh undulate which is a nice word yeah and but then when he's talking with dark side, it's like, now it's his full face. Then it's his full upper torso. Yeah. And he becomes like completely submissive to dark side. I was like, Whoa. So like, that was a really nice touch. And then, like you said, with the characterization, how he went from essentially a foot soldier who might've been kind of shitty with dark side and might've been plotting to take the power for himself to like completely trying to do whatever he can to get back into dark side's good graces you know, and, and find the anti-life equation and yep. uh, the mother boxes. It was like a complete 180, but so good. So oh, good. Amazing. Like he was still a bad guy. It wasn't one of those where they, uh, they kind of made you root for him or you could kind of see his angle. He was still a bad guy. He was still a fucker. And nobody was like shocked, uh, you know, that he's not going to be in Justice League 2 or anything like that. But it was just a different take on a villain. You know, refreshing take on a villain. Steppenwolf should wear that T-shirt. Still a fucker. I like yeah, that. he should. He should. He should. Yeah. My man. My man. <clears throat> oh, did I just did I just take it and make it better? I you think still, I did. You st- no, no, you don't got <laughs> you don't got this Momoa physique to back it up. That's true. I do not have the Momoa physique like you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> Momoa. Well, you're getting there. You're losing all that weight, so there's muscle yeah, underneath there. I know for a fact there is. And I'm miserable as fuck about it, but yeah, we're what? Good. You're not miserable on that keto diet. I, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. I think it's impossible to be miserable on a How? diet such as right. How could you be miserable? I like. Hey, I mean, I only had Easter dinner on the weekend without getting to have the stuffing mashed potatoes. Oh, but then it's gonna make it all better. There you go. Mwah. 
Oh, good boy. Okay, so uh, you touched on Steppenwolf. Do you have anything else to add about Steppenwolf? Uh, no, well, I mean, it's kind of it, his first battle with the Amazons, the extended length of it. Like, he was already looking awesome, but when I got to see this new Steppenwolf in action. Yes. And that Amazon, that whole, that whole sequence is probably like 20 minutes longer now than in the original. Yeah. And it is I mean, amazing. It's it is so good. So fact, good. Watching that made me go, give me that spinoff right now. Yes. Before yes. I was kind of like, oh, really? They're going to make an Amazon spinoff? No, I want it now. Like that. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. I agree. I agree. Uh, that's actually, I'll cross that on my list too, because that's another thing I was going to talk about. But even just the fact that they extended it from what, like four or five minutes to almost uh, yeah. 20? So and like it didn't 20 feel minutes. any, it felt like epic. Like and it, what it did was it really sold the fact that the Amazons were literally doing everything they could to prevent him from getting the mother box. Yeah. So that, and looking like they might actually prevent him so that when it does happen, when he does get away with it, you get to see the loss too. It's not just that they lost the mother box, but they lost Amazons. The island was falling apart, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. were actually like, even still, there was debate on whether or not they should light the flame to alert Diana, you know? And that but, too. Oh, man. Oh, the, just like the mythology in this film alone. It's so good. It's so good. Yes, I don't. It's I can't so even good. comprehend why Warner looked at this originally and went, "Nah." Well, I mean, honestly, if you're coming at me with a four-hour runtime, and I've sat through three-hour movies, and I will sit through three-hour movies in the future, uh, and what was it, three ten for Endgame or three twenty, something like that? Yeah. You know, if it's good enough, I'll sit through it and I'll, I'll not even think about it. But even four hours, I was like, whoa. Well, okay. What I read all right. What I read was Snyder went, okay, I got this footage. And we're doing the HBO Max thing. And everyone binge watches four hours of TV as it is these days. I'll just do the whole four hour thing. I think if this was theatrical still originally, it would have been maybe three and a half. It would have been probably around Endgame runtime with an extended yeah. cut on. Yeah. Like like he did with Watchmen and everything, and and uh, Batman v Superman, yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they but and the other part too is because like even we talked about this. Like it's easy to play armchair director, but like even to cut this down, like it was really hard to pick scenes that I would cut out. Yeah, I think there was only once where we kind of went. Yeah, I can see why that didn't need to be here. Yeah, and then I thought about uh, it later. It was um, Diana and Alfred talking. Yeah, that could have been cut. But another one that could have been cut was Alfred and Superman. Even though I liked the scene, that could have been cut. It could have been. Superman um, could have just found them. And, yeah. Commissioner Gordon talking with uh, Crispin uh, Allen. Yeah. That whole sequence where they're like showing a picture of the parademon and like they both know that it looks like Batman, but it's not Batman, that kind of thing. Yeah. That could have been cut, you know what I mean? But that still amounts to roughly five minutes, six minutes of, uh, yeah. of time. So, like, so it's hard to, like, it's easy to say, yeah, I would cut so much, but then to actually do it without losing a lot of, uh, of the story or being right back in the boat of Justice League, the original cut. Mm -hmm. 
it, it's it's tough. It's tough to say. Yeah, I mean, like when you cut a movie, you're supposed to be like, okay, does that scene? If I take that scene out, does it do anything to the story? And you're right, taking that stuff out wouldn't do shit. But I really love that he left them in because it really expanded the universe and expanded these characters. Because everyone complaining about four hours for this movie. They need to understand, like, Endgame was almost three and a half, and Endgame had, like, 25 movies ahead of it. This Mm -hmm. movie had only a couple, and they were introducing heroes for the very first time. Like, they needed a lot of exposition in this. And I think, I think what we This is handled way better. Yeah. This is handled way better than Justice League. Like, Justice League was trying to get through as quickly as possible. Right. Because even we said in both of our previous camcasts, if this was a two and a half hour movie, even that extra half an hour would have helped this movie breathe a bit. And we can kind of go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, they brought back Superman. What within the first, by the, by the hour and a half mark, Superman was back. Yeah. Whereas this one, it was just over two hours. It was over the entire runtime of the original movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just over two hours and we got superman back and even then it was still quite a bit of time before he was like back back you know yeah exactly um getting okay so to the runtime so my next thing is actually like we've been already discussing so it's an easy tie-in the fleshing out of the characters okay so like in particular cyborg is a prime example because before the movie came out we heard report after report that Cyborg was the heart of the movie. He was like the, the standout character. And when you see this, then you'll understand why we want a Cyborg, you know, solo film. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the movie and you're like, okay, well, his, his story is okay. But it's not like I would not have considered him to be the heart of the movie. In fact, I would have said that that tortured, banged up, suicidal bruce wayne was more the heart of the story right yeah whereas now we get like the entire origin story for uh cyborg and we get an interesting take about uh him in his own brain so he sees himself as he was yeah going through like learning his powers and stuff like that like they did a lot of really cool things with that and with this extra runtime they were able to do it and not only did it feel good, but they were able to keep coming back to it. So it was like you got the blurb about him learning his powers. Then they came back and like this was, uh, you know, his life before this. Then they come back and like this is, you know, his his mom died too, and all this stuff was added in and expanded upon, and it really, really helped sell. So this is where I go. Yes, Cyborg is the heart of the movie. A hundred percent. Yes, seeing this, I now want a Cyborg solo movie, even though we're never going to get it. Yeah, we're never going to get it. But I mean, like, I, I totally agree because I was never a Cyborg fan to begin with. I was always like... I'm still not a huge Cyborg like, fan. Guy, he's like, to me, he always felt like this throwaway, this other, just the other guy in the group. And then like... But for me, though, I'll, uh, I'll give my points in a minute, but I'll just say, like, I have a little bit of a differing opinion, but and I'll tell you why. Go on. You, you would, yeah, but... And then, like, we got Justice League, and you're right, the whole heart of the movie talk and everything beforehand. And I watched it, and I was just like, I mean, I guess he was cool. It, I, it, that could have been anyone, really. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, exactly. he didn't really do anything too special. This movie right here blew my mind, because not only do I love his origin story, I love yep. his entire take, 
You know, I, I love that he is like he he could easily like a disabled person can watch this film and see a hero because he's there like I am not broken, right? And yes, that, that was I loved that line. That was a very powerful message. Oh, that was so. Um, good. And I could 100% take a, a cyborg solo movie after this. 100%. Right. It's not going to happen now because Ray Fisher is like attacking everyone at Warner, as he should. But obviously, they're not going to give him a solo yeah. movie after that. Yeah. But also, uh, the other part, too, is that uh, even though certain directors will cite Snyder's cut for Justice League as being canon. So like Patty Jenkins has said she considers it canon. Yeah. James Wan has also said he considers it canon. The general consensus is that Whedon's cut is canon. Yeah. But the way DC's doing their movies now, it, it doesn't matter anyway. It fucking matters, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, if they reference anything of the other movies, fine, then you know that that's part of that story. But if they don't, then, you know, like the Batman isn't part of this continuity. Mm -hmm. The Joker isn't part of this continuity. The new Superman movie obviously isn't part of this continuity, nor should it be. Yeah. You know, and that's even if that gets off the ground. I mean, yes, they're talking about doing it. That's not 100%. They can say today the movie's going to happen, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, look at the Flash movie. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. went through three different versions of a Flash movie, and they're still telling you it's coming out, but it's really hard to say. It's hard to say. Well, I mean, they had like a panel for it and everything at that DC. What was it called? DC Direct or something? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Something they had like a that. panel for it and everything with the director and they talked about it. And it might now after the success of this, like whether this is canon or not. Well, they were, they this... were planning the Flash to begin with. Yeah. So they might push ahead with yeah. it now. But yeah, it's if it does happen, it's clearly going to just rewrite the universe. It has to. In Which, fact, I feel you know like what? that's the only reason why they're going to do the movie is so that they can rewrite it so that they can have the Batman in there because this will be after that movie comes out. Yeah. So they can sort of have that part of the continuity. Uh, who knows? They might do another Superman reboot, but this guy will be more of a Hulk-type character, so he's in other people's movies, but he's not in the main movie, which they've already kind of done anyway. That's pretty much what they've done already, yeah. You know, uh, but anyway, getting back to the other part. So, like, even the fleshed out stories of uh, uh, Lois, the Lois stuff, yeah. I was I was so disappointed that they that's how much they cut when they could have kept that in. Yeah. Because it sold Lois's arc as well, because, you know, I mean, a lot of people forget, but she's the one who discovered Superman in the first place. Mm -hmm. She's the one that kind of got him to get out from under that shadow. and then. Of course, you know, they fell in love and they started to create a life together. And then just when she was like, yeah, great, she had to lose him, you yeah. know? And then that sends her on a downward spiral because without, you know, Clark in her life, her life isn't complete. And it's uh, very similar to Martha's as well. And they fleshed hers out a bit more too, yep. which was really good. Um and the Flash, the Flash's actual like whole intro with the dog, uh, the dogs uh, trying to get a job. And then that whole sequence where he's like, he saves Iris from yeah. the transport. But not before it was incredible. A had to take a wiener. He had, had to, to take, take a wiener. wiener. But it was so incredible. And, I, and like I've said before, I love the way they do the 
super speed sequences in that it's really just him moving and like he's kind of almost strolling yeah <laughs> you know? like they show him running obviously but it, for him he's just moving a little bit faster than other people but you know he might push somebody out of the way grab a hot dog you know yeah it was a very interesting way they did it and like coming off like i still think quicksilver in the x-men movies is the best super speed i've seen in a, in a superhero movie I Quicksilver is, is amazing. Quicksilver is absolutely amazing yeah. in the X-Men movies. Yeah. Uh, a close second, I was going to say, is Flash and the TV show. Yeah, Flash and the TV they show. They do an incredible job there with the budget that they've had. Yeah. But, like, this was really well done. This is way better now than the original Justice League. Because yes. the original Justice League, he had this really weird, like, run thing going on. And it just... I well, that like and... I liked how this opening sequence uh, for Barry established that he's been doing this for a long time. Like they say it in Batman v Superman, they show him they stop a robbery in the uh, the Quickie Mart. But then in you watch Justice League and like Batman and Wonder Woman are coaching him through stuff. And while I I thought the line was great where he says like, "Well, Batman goes just save one." Yeah, you know, and you're like, "Oh, that's really really cool." But in this one, he doesn't have to say that because like. You know, he's already he's already here. saving people. He's yeah. already got a suit. Like he had a suit. That whole sequence that they had in Justice League was pretty much untouched in Snyder's uh, version. But it's one of those where it's like, but if he already had a suit, he'd already be saving people, and he was already right? saving people in Batman v Superman. He was already stopping crime. So yeah. why would he need this pep talk? You don't think of it until you see the sequence, and then you're like, yeah, why would that even happen? That makes no sense. Yeah. Also, with that uh, that intro to Flash, I love how when he took off so quick, his shoes blew apart. Yeah, I know. I thought I was like, that was such a nice. That touch. was a nice touch. That was a really. I mean, granted, nice realistically, the most of his clothes should have been ripped up too, but that's fine. We don't need an R. Also, realistically, unless he's got super skin, his feet would be torn to fucking shit. Uh, no, that's part of the speed force. Is it? Yeah. Bare feet? Bare feet. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the velocity would also be ripping his skin off. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's another thing, too. Like, Batman's like, oh, this is what the shuttles come into Earth with and everything. But, like, so much of his skin still shows. So. Speed Force. Speed Force. Well, everything's on the Speed Force. Well, I mean, it's just like uh, like Superman. You, you could do, uh, well, uh, what is it? If he's holding a building, right, mm -hmm. and he's moving that building into the real world, gravity would cause this to implode upon itself, which I mentioned in our Man of Steel portion yep. way back at our beginning run. Way back in the day. Right. But in the comic books, they have it that it's a biomolecular field that he extends to anything that he touches. So it maintains its integrity. <laughs> Such bullshit. So he could literally move a building uh, without worrying about it crumbling upon himself. I love comics. Right? I love comics, man. And I, that's actually in that, uh, but it also ties into the uh, the physics of superheroes book that I've read. So yeah. anyway, so the fleshing out of all these characters, for the most part, I'm on board with, and I was all over. I thought it was great. Like Commissioner Gordon, like I said, we could have cut his scene, and I wouldn't have blinked. I wouldn't have felt bad about it. Yeah, I still feel like he really didn't need to be in here. Exactly, exactly. Especially all jacked up because he doesn't fucking take his trench coat off once. <laughs> yeah, like it still baffles me 
like I, it must have been a personal choice, and J.K. Simmons must have just been like, I got to get jacked because everyone in these movies is jacked, so I'm going to get jacked. Yeah. And nobody was like, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to. Yeah, you he don't doesn't have to really... get jacked. I mean, you, you didn't get jacked when Toby was getting jacked in Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're you're essentially playing the same thing. You're a desk jockey. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> right, but whatever. Okay. But then again, the other part, too, is that, like, we're also, like, Toby got ripped for Spider-Man. Yeah. He did get ripped for Spider-Man. But that was a different time period, too, because that was right before the boom hit and everyone was in it. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Where it was no longer frowned upon to be in a superhero movie, and then later it was frowned upon again, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now I think it's just sour grapes. I think that's what it is. Oh, yeah. The movies are doing so well, and they're just like, oh, but my thought-provoking piece about uh, drugs and, and addiction isn't doing as well as these superhero flicks. Like, fuck this shit. That's probably what it is. <laughs> okay, what, do you, what else do you got? Um, even for four hours, I really love the pacing in this. I like I liked how, like, the first, I'd say the first two hours, it's almost like, a slow burn character drama with like spurts of action kind of spit in throughout. Yep. I can agree and to that. Then after the two hour mark, it goes like full on sci-fi action flick. Yes, that's true. That's true. And I, and I really, um, I really kind of like that. It, it really, and like you said with Lois and, and Martha, it was nice to connect to the regular human characters too. Like very much so it's cool to be up there with the justice league, but it's also cool to see everyone's like perspective from down below. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. The stuff with Martian Manhunter, it's funny because, like, before the end of that movie, I was like, I literally was like, what was the point of that? He didn't need to be in this movie, mm -hmm. you know? Especially because he had that weirdo all in interaction with uh, Lois Lane where he pretended yeah. to be Martha, was which was a really cool reveal for him. Yeah. Really cool. And I'm, I'm so glad that it was the same guy from Man of Steel because yeah. he was supposed to be, I think it was, Man of Steel, he was supposed to be rumored to be Ma uh, Martian Manhunter, but they cut it, that he was again supposed to be revealed in Batman yeah. v Superman, and then they cut it, so then you're like, okay, and he was supposed to be revealed in Justice League, and they cut it, surprise, surprise, they cut it. <laughs> right? Um, but it wasn't until the very end of the movie where then you realize, okay, so he knows more of what's going on. So it, their, their take with Martian Manhunter might be a little bit different than what it normally is. Like it might be Martian Manhunter from the future or from that parallel possible nightmare universe. Yeah. That I hope to God yeah. we never see. Oh wait, we won't because that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, that's disappointing, but yeah, no, that was really cool. I, I love seeing Martian Manhunter. And I guess like that would be the seven, right. In the unite the seven. The original yeah it would have to except that i mean was he part of the team though but he's there i mean i don't yeah, know yeah i know I but know. he wasn't in the any of the battle sequences or anything like that but whatever and snyder did want i, I actually read today that snyder reached out whoa yep man you fell down oh hold on all right yeah you got instructions with that tripod I didn't put it in well enough. My man. I, tweaked it. I tweaked it too many times. That's my man. Doesn't read instructions. 
It's not really that hard. I just didn't put it in well enough. Thanks for making me feel stupid, Kenneth. That's what she said. <laughs> hmm? Anyway. anyway. Um, so anyway, uh, so the Martian Manhunter stuff, like I said, I, I was all set to cut it until the absolute end. And then I was like, okay, all right. All yeah, right. I really thought um, that was uh, Superman coming to visit Alfred at the end there. Or Batman. Uh, yeah, so did I. I thought that might have been the case. Yeah. But then, no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't, no. Nope. Hey, what are your thoughts on Dark Side? Oh, Dark Side. Oh, Dark Side, man. The the bits of Dark Side that we got in this was so good. Was so visually good. looked it, amazing. The whole sounded amazing. Okay, so like first off, Wonder Woman's little story to Bruce about Dark Side coming to Earth and whatever. That whole sequence is probably again twenty minutes longer than Justice League. Oh yeah, and it's so good. It was so epic. I want a whole movie of that too. The only thing I have one small little uh, quibble about Dark Side is they showed him getting his ass kicked in the opening clip of the movie, <sighs> or like in the opening sequence with Dark Side, they showed him getting his ass like kicked too. Like it wasn't like. He had to leave for whatever reason. Like, he was on his deathbed. <laughs> like, yes, he was still fighting and he was still like, oh, no, I still want to go. But the guy was fucking bleeding out. Like, I was, it was a weird way to introduce the guy that's supposed to be the end of all that is. I really, I, I kind of liked it, though. I liked it. Well, I mean, first it was Zeus and Ares that took him down. It's not like it was the humans burying the freaking box in the dirt. <laughs> yeah i uh less than six feet but i i agree i agree with that like yes it took literal gods to do that yeah but the more you think about it the more you're like okay well if literal gods had no problems with dark side then obviously superman and uh wonder woman will be able to have no problems either mm -hmm. why do they need a whole team to take down dark side but he could. Why does he could the whole dark powerful. side? Sorry. He could be more powerful now because that was like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, was it not? Okay, so it could be like a young dark side, and now he's yeah. fully formed. Absolutely. All right. All right. I will accept that. Uh, Desad. Desad looked incredible. Yep. And even though we caught a glimpse of Granny Goodness, I'm glad they showed her. Yep. Very quick glimpse. Um, but, man, it's so good. And Desad was really good too. Like. Um, I can't. I should have got who the actor was for that one because he had a significantly bigger role than Darkseid. Yeah, well, a lot more talking. Right, he'd pop off on the little hologram thing and talk to Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that was crazy. Two f bombs in this movie. Well, one of them it's rated R. One of them was well suited, and one of them was very stupid. What, uh, what was the one that was stupid? I can't remember. Uh, the stupid one was the one where Wonder Woman tells Cyborg to save the world, and he goes, fuck the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. Instead of being like, like that's right. He oh. could have said, he could have said, fuck the world for all it's worth. Ah, he could have. Every inch of planet Earth. Yeah. That's the Pantera quote. Fuck you, Wonder Woman. No, because then he would say, 
fuck myself, don't leave me out, don't get involved, don't corner me. I had to aggressively point into the camera because that's how you sing Pantera. But anyway. Yes. Um, and then the other F-bomb was Batman telling he would fucking kill Joker. And that, that was good. That was good. That was cool. That was actually really cool. Especially uh, since it was in Nightmare Land and, and you're like, yeah, I'd be dropping F-bombs too if I was Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, the Nightmare sequence, that one's a, like kind of back and forth for me. But anyway. Well, so, we'll get to it. Yeah. The other big one for me is uh, Batman. I... I know that you thought the world weary, uh, self low self esteem Batman was an interesting take. I loved that this guy was not world weary. He didn't doubt his abilities. In fact, he's probably been the most positive version of Bruce Wayne Batman I've ever seen, ever. <laughs> okay, yeah. like because he kept saying he kept saying like you got to have faith to Alfred. Batman is saying you got to have faith to other yeah. people you know he wasn't borderline suicidal like he wasn't going into that mission thinking this is it i'm out i'll just go down in a blaze of glory no he was he wanted to get the justice league going he wanted to do whatever it could to get them going get them up and running and then help them bring back superman to fight whatever's coming i loved it i absolutely yeah. loved it and i mean Seeing that version of Batman after seeing, you know, Batman v Superman's Batman, I'm like, okay, all right. Because you really feel that the sacrifice that Superman did actually resonated with Bruce, where he was so overcome with rage that he couldn't see Superman for what he really was. So it took his death, just like the rest of the world, for him to go, oh, man fuck we we fucked up because that guy wanted to help right yeah so yep. then that was it so his whole mission was to make it so that they could save the world because he's gone right and then of course they they realize oh we could also bring him back let's do that you yeah. know yeah i don't it's just uh i really loved i i love batman in this bruce wayne and batman but then i love ben affleck as the character i've, I've made that clear many times yeah, if uh, if this was uh, this was to be the option that we got, then yeah, I would have been like, you know what? Yes, definitely a Ben Affleck led Batman movie, one hundred percent. I'm totally fine with it because then they could retcon that it wasn't Dick Grayson that was killed; it was actually Jason Todd. They could totally retcon that. But other than that, I would have been like, yeah, sign me up. But based on Whedon's Batman, no thanks. I I couldn't. You couldn't pay me to see that movie. It would have had to have looked incredible for me to see that movie. And I love Batman. I don't anticipate not watching Batman for the rest of my life. So even Pattinson's Batman, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know? Oh, me too. I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I'm going to love it as much as the others, but I'm probably going to love it on its own merits. Yep. And like with Whedon's take on, on Affleck's Batman, it wasn't whole, the, the whole depressed and, and everything. I didn't care for that. I particularly liked the one sequence where he's bruised and Diana looks at him and says, you can't, you're not gonna be able to do this forever. Like that. I just, I loved seeing like this human side of Batman. Like he is just a regular dude amongst fucking gods. When you think about it. I wouldn't, I would never ever refer to Batman as a regular dude. 
well, okay, his superpower. You can't be you can't be that driven. Yeah. To like master multiple martial arts languages, okay. like but genius I mean, like, level he, intellect. He like this power. guy is. Yeah. He's yes, he's a human, but yeah. nobody blinks that he stands shoulder to shoulder oh, with fuck, gods. Fuck nobody him. goes, Batman. What the fuck is that guy gonna do? Like, you know, like they they say that about Green Arrow before they say that about Batman. Yeah. And Green Arrow is Batman with arrows. <laughs> So, yeah, no, okay. So, like, I just mean, like, he's got no powers. It, it's like, the, it's the same feeling I got when I watched Hugh Jackman getting his ass kicked in Logan. Like, it's just, it was nice to see that human element to this fucking ginormous character. This yeah. friggin', like, epic space odyssey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a sci-fi Lord of the Rings is what this was. It really was. But I, I get that. Like, I can understand that part. Like, that part, I get that aspect. Um, I thought, like, it was a refreshing scene to see it the one time I saw it. But then every time I watched Justice League since, I was like, ah, yeah, but, like... Because the other part is, is that no matter what version of the character you've seen, you've never seen Bruce go, ah, I don't know if I could do this much longer. Yeah. Ever. You've seen Bruce be the guy that, like, if I have to die to save the world or save Gotham, I'll do it. And we totally sign up for it. We're, uh, we're like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. But the guy that's like, ah, you know, Alfred, I don't know how much longer I could do this. No, it's other characters saying it to Bruce, like, no, I don't know how much longer you can do this. And then Bruce goes, get the fuck out of the cave. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're going to be like that, I don't want to talk to you. I'll do it until the mission's over. Yeah. And then they're like, but the mission will never be over. That's right. I'm Batman. I'm forever. You know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, so that part. But even, but like I said, like start to finish, like they didn't have those weirdo jokes that Batman was making. Like, oh, just cringeworthy, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like trying to make Batman into Tony Stark was. Like in retrospect, I feel like that's what Whedon was trying to do. Yeah. And it might have been the studio. The, the studio might have been like, yeah, but he's rich and he wears a, a costume. So just kind of make him more like Tony Stark, you know, because yeah. you're like, okay, I guess, right? But like, so whereas in this version, I don't not, not like Bruce Wayne. I really don't <laughs> like Whedon's Bruce Wayne. I really don't. I do not not like. Oh my god! Oh, that dialogue was so. Oh, that's awful. That's and I'm, you know what? Like, I'm so glad that that was a Whedon thing. I had a feeling it was, but to know for a fact that that was a Whedon thing. But even like, like having it where Superman was like holding Bruce by his skull, like and like threatening to crush his skull. And I remember yeah. being like, like I understand he's pissed, but he's still Superman. So it's like, it was jarring to see that. So you didn't see that in this one. You're like, okay, all right, a little bit different. You won't let me live. You won't let me die. Yeah, but the other part that also, like, I just thought of this now is it like, kind of doesn't make any sense because it's like, like, yeah, they were fighting each other and, and Bruce was going to fucking kill him. And not only was he going to kill him, he was going to, like, toy with him and just demean him the entire way through. But then they teamed up to fight Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there was no like, like looking over each other's shoulder, like, oh, is Superman going to take me out now? Or is like Bruce going to hit me with a kryptonite bomb? No, there was just fight Doomsday and, and that's it. So it, now, like in retrospect, it's weird that his first thought is, 
oh, I'm going to kill that little fucking bat-wearing <laughs> lunatic. Like, But anyway, um, the biggest thing for me, and I said this a bunch of I think I said this at least twice when we watched it, was the amount of confidence that Snyder had in his vision coming through the screen was very apparent. Oh, yeah. There was... You know, nothing was put in that didn't need, like, he felt this needed to be in, so it was in the movie. Yeah. You know, so, like, that confidence, and the fact that, like, he basically pitched it to Warner Brothers, like, look, it'll be on HBO Max, people binge watch four hours worth of TV show, and they'll watch it, and and if not, I mean, who the fuck cares, right? Like, they're still paying for HBO Max anyway, we're gonna make our money, Mm -hmm. and they were just like, okay, all right, just do it. So that way you can shut up, <laughs> you know, that I, I honestly, I think it's more or less that they were like, you know what, considering everything that happened, you know, and, and how everything was handled. And of course the reception for justice league, because make no mistake, if it did $2 billion and it was critically acclaimed, we'd never see the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. We would never, it didn't matter how many people with their pitchforks were like, Snyder cut. We would never have seen it if you know if Justice League made the like multi-billion dollars that they anticipated making, and also that it was a really good movie because it would did neither of those things. That's another reason why we got it, and it was a way for them to go, okay, you know, really sorry about how we handled things. Here you go, Zach. You can tie it up in a neat little bow, and then that's it. Because they've gone on to say since then that that's it. He said he's done with superheroes. They said. That's done, you know, so don't get yeah. excited for Nightmare Verse or mm-hmm. anything like that. And finally, they even said, like, and stop asking about the air cut because that's not happening at all. Yeah, I, I mean, I was just reading that that article the other day with the CEO or whatever, and she said, we will not release David Iyer's cut. Okay, you just hopefully admitted it does exist, though, so that's funny. <laughs> mm. But she also said that the Whedon version is canon. This doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. It really made me think like maybe they didn't give a fuck about Zack Snyder and doing right by him. Maybe they didn't give a fuck about the release of Snyder Cut and the fans out there that wanted this. Maybe this was just a way to push their new streaming service in the only way they thought would absolutely give it attention. Because I'm thinking like if HBO Max that's possible. Exist, that's very HBO possible. Max didn't exist and they still never had their own streaming service. Would they have get, given Snyder the money to make this movie? I don't fucking think so. No. No, they definitely wouldn't, for sure. I can say that. I, 100% I agree that they wouldn't. Um, <laughs> speaking of articles, I think it's hysterical. Uh, this is totally off topic. But there's kind of, because, uh, you know, the executive producer, Christopher Nolan. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so he's his movie, Tenet, is going to be on HBO Max. And he's gone on record in the past as saying, HBO Max is the worst streaming service ever. <laughs> Isn't it hysterical that he's like, no, it's the worst. Okay, take this in. And they're like, no, no, we know it's the worst, but we're still going to put your movie on there. So <laughs> cool beans, bro. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so like I was saying, like just the, the level of confidence that he had in his vision to be able to do it so much, like even to sit there and say, you know what? Because the Steppenwolf that we got in Justice League, Whedon's Justice League, was actually not too far off visually from what we would have gotten with 
with uh, Snyder, but then they reworked it specifically for this. Yes. So he oh, yeah. said, make him look different. Let's do this and that. And But, oh, man, it's so great. So great. So great. So great. Um, in fact, so I keep talking about confidence as a sort of a, an example of where I don't see the same level of confidence is in Patty Jenkins. I saw tons of confidence in Wonder Woman. Tons of confidence. I didn't see the same confidence in, in uh, Wonder Woman 84. Me neither. I felt, and I, I while I did enjoy the movie, first one was the better of the two, and the first one is still one of the best superhero movies of all time. Partly because of the confidence, I yeah. didn't see as much confidence in in eighty four. I almost feel like like even though she should have been able to have more power to do what she wanted in the sequel because of how well the first one did, Warner Brothers was like, no, 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 we gotta be. We got to do whatever we can to make money off this because it's not going to theaters and it's yeah. streaming and, you know, our test focus groups have already shit on it, blah, blah, blah. So just do what we want you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, it was and really- I don't like to speak ill of Patty Jenkins because I really like her work. And like I said, I- like the first one was dripping with confidence. This one's not. So it, it, comes through on the screen which is very nice it does and it makes me wonder too if there was a lot of studio involvement in 84 oh, i have no I doubt like was. when wonder woman was getting made snyder had a little more pull and he was really backing her on that he did this he did. she pretty much did it solo and i can guarantee that these fuckers are as shitty as they are as ray fisher says they were all over patty james in 84 that's why i'm amazed that she's actually signed on to do the third and I think the only reason is Gal Gadot, because they've become really good friends. In fact, they're doing yep. another movie together in between the two. I forgot all about that. And yeah, that makes perfect sense, too. So now now you just have to sit there and say, hey, Gal, don't start flexing your muscle a little bit here. Yeah, no kidding, right? Because, like, you know what? It's, it's easy to talk about recasting, but Gal Gadot being recast, it's going to be real hard to recast her. Yeah. You know? And even if they do the whole reboot thing like they love to do, and not just DC, but all the companies love to do it. Yeah. You know, you'd still have to, well, you'd have to go balls out with the recasting. It'd have to be absolutely amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, they, they recast Superman and, well, Batman, they recast every fucking couple of years, but. <laughs> and that's another one. Every, every new cast member has a reboot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I keep saying I'm going to be blue in the face, but I keep saying go the James Bond route. Just sure. recast, maybe do a slight retool or a retweak or maybe even a little bit of a retcon, but it doesn't have to be a full-blown reboot. Yeah. You can just keep telling these stories with different actors. Hell, the whole cast can be wiped clean after like four or five movies. Nobody complains with James Bond. Nobody says, ah, you know, you have your favorites. I have my favorites, but that's just been part of the course. We're so used to it. And comic books is the easiest. I mean, like, hell, look at Captain America. All you have to do is de-age him and you recast him and that's it. He doesn't have to be Chris Evans. He just has to look kind of like Captain America. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nobody batted an eye when they got rid of Terrence Howard. For Don Cheadle. 
nobody batted an eye. I think the only one that did was Terrence Howard. Oh man, it's so it's, it's so funny. Too, but, but seriously, like honestly, did anyone really go? Oh, geez, ah man, I, I really miss Terrence Howard. No, no one did. Granted, Don Cheadle is a much better actor, but regardless, I, I did. I did miss Edward Norton at first, though. I did too. I did too. I love um, Ruffalo, but I thought Norton's banner was fucking perfect. I thought his banner was so good. I loved the visual of the Hulk until Avengers. Yeah. Because the way Hulk looks now is incredible. And Ruffalo certainly owned the role enough where I'm like, you know what? That's good. Perfect. Yeah. But like, that's another prime example. So we have in continuity recasts. Nobody's saying, ah, it doesn't make any sense. You know? Hell, they used to do that in the soap operas. Oh, they yeah. They would say, like, the, the blurb would come in, you know, the role of Drusilla will be played by so-and-so. And that was it. You were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just, right. doesn't have to be so complicated that we have to reboot the entire universe every single time. How many times do we have to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed? Oh, I guess we'll do it again pretty soon. But I mean, Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, look, say what you want about Far From or uh, Homecoming. Say what you want. Yeah. But that was a reboot. We didn't see Ben die again. No. Yeah, I'd like to see actual references to Ben where, like, concrete at references, but I don't need to see the old man get killed every fucking three <laughs> movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so... buddy. I know. Okay. Go lay down. Lay down. What else do I got on my legs here? I think most of my stuff now going forward is um, nightmare sequence stuff. So that I made notes on. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to say uh, for me personally, I, I love that they reference all the previous movie soundtracks. So you've got man of steel, that theme song for Superman stuff. You've got, Wonder Woman's like tribal drums theme song for almost every time she oh, was in yeah. action. That new version. You even had. Oh my God. You had Batman's theme song from Batman v Superman. You had uh, Luther's theme song from Batman v Superman. You even yeah. had like music that uh, tied into uh, Aquaman, you know, where. Yeah. So while I didn't, <laughs> I didn't not like having the Danny Elfman score. The reality was, is that it totally wasn't what it should have been. Like you had the old Batman song, theme song, which was great, but it doesn't fit this version of the character. Exactly. You have the uh, John Waters score of Man, uh, William? Uh, Superman, the motion, spe- or yeah, John Williams, Superman, the motion picture. Yeah. Uh, Waters. <laughs> That's funny that I said, John. That's a totally different uh, cat, that one. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine what his Superman score would sound like. <laughs> all I can picture is just like Henry Cavill with this like thin mustache, like pencil mustache. Oh, yeah. it's just gross. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, but then you had like uh, the motion picture soundtrack, which is one of my favorite superhero theme songs of all time. But again, doesn't fit with this version of the character. You know, it's uh, it was one of those where I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. And then afterwards, I was like, it just doesn't fit. It almost dates the soundtrack because, yeah, 100%. like in some cases, the Superman, the motion picture is like 
40 fucking years old now. <laughs> well, older than that. It's older than that now. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, what? Wait. Okay. So that was 2017. The movie came out in 78 or 77? 77, I want to say. 77 sounds right to me. 77. Okay. So, yeah, it was 40 years old. Yeah, 40 years. Like, okay. All right. Like, yeah, that, that soundtrack for Justice League, it, it, it was cool, momentarily cool to hear those themes. Right. But you take those themes out, and it's such a generic soundtrack, especially for a movie that is pointing together the Justice League. Like, you think Avengers, and you've got Alan Silvestri's theme in your head immediately. <clears throat> the Justice League yeah. had no theme with Elfman. None. That's right. This junky XL or, or so this Tom score was incredible. Or, Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Great score. Amazing. In fact, he so said good. he rewrote the whole thing for Zack Snyder's version because he had an original version before all the shit went down. Right. Yes. And then he, was, and then he rewatched it and he was like, you know what? No, I gotta rescore the whole thing. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad he did. Yeah. I really am glad he did. <clears throat> Um, and, oh, and by the way, that again, that Wonder Woman score, that the freaking drums and everything that he added in, and the chants and stuff, uh, mwah, holy shit, was that good? So oh good, God. and again, made me really miss the score from eighty. Like you know, it's <laughs> funny because the, the tribal drums from Batman v Superman was so awesome. Yeah, that I immediately I was like, oh my God, that's so great! Like. Wow, totally fits the tone of the character. Yeah. And then you get to Wonder Woman, and it's largely the same. They do a slight tweak of it, and it's still just like, holy fuck, it's awesome. And I'm thinking, like, how do you make that better? You add gospel singing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have like Amazon singing in the background, and you're like, yeah, you know what? That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. Now we need to release the uh, Patty Jenkins cut for uh, WW84. Where the only change is the soundtrack has the actual Wonder Woman theme song, and don't, they don't spend the whole movie teasing you that you're going to hear it, then you don't hear it. And you don't hear it the whole time. Yeah. So disappointing. Oh my god! Like what? So disappointing. <sighs> uh, the rest of what I have is dislikes. Okay. So if you want to just talk about the the nightmare stuff, we can go back and forth because some okay. of my dislikes. Probably tie into the, the nightmare stuff. So. Yeah, well, I mean, there is dislikes that come along with nightmare. So, first, as a plus, it was really fucking cool to see Affleck's Batman and Leto's Joker on screen, on screen and together. Mohawk those, Deathstroke and Mohawk Deathstroke. Yeah. What? And, <laughs> and Mara, that one confused me. I was like, that one. Wait, because he he just shot that new nightmare stuff last year, so they brought her back. After all that other bullshit. That was like a little weird to me. <laughs> it was really weird to see that actress still in that role. Yeah. It's Especially because like, Mare's a great character. And Mare's been dealt a really good hand in the in the movies. So we just need a better person <laughs> to oh. exemplify oh. such a great she's character. She's so pretty, but she's such a terrible human being. You know what? <laughs> It's that classic example where because she's such a terrible human being, she actually looks less attractive. That's true. Now, has that ever happened to you? You ever meet somebody and you're like, wow, this chick is gorgeous. And then after a few minutes, you're like, she's a terrible person. She's actually not that great at all. No. That whole like veneer is lifted away or taken away. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so you're just a regular 
piece of shit. You're actually ugly on the inside. Ugh. You're horrible. Get away from away with you. <laughs> yeah. So the only downfall with the Batman Joker thing, like it was awesome, and the dialogue between them was really crazy. Oof. But it was obvious that Affleck and Leto weren't on set together when it when they shot it, and of course they weren't because they scheduling conflicts like after yeah. his and then Leto came in like a couple days later or something but the way he cut it i i was happy with it like yeah like the, the way it was and, cut was and the weird like joker like out of focus stuff where like his black mouth would just come into focus for a moment and go out of focus and yeah that, i it was it was, it was weird that it was, was that was crazy telling batman you give him a reach around <laughs> that was awesome that was actually awesome i mean like like leto's you know what's also funny like and i mentioned that right away is all his gross tattoos gone gone they're all gone <laughs> weird how that works but okay all right which i'm glad like i'm glad because i didn't like I, aside from the smiley face tattoo which i've said in every single time we've talked about that part i thought was one of those where i'm like you know what i could see like a nude version of joker having something to that effect you know, but like damaged here. No, if he's going to tattoo his body, it's going to be like weird, perverse jokes. It's not going to be like, hey, I'm damaged. It's going to be like, how's it going? You know, and you're like, oh, Jesus, it's <laughs> such a weird dude. This Jack Nipier or whatever his name is in the continuity. <laughs> Albert. Albert. It, it was, but, uh, um, I, I really felt they should have. Uh... They should have kept that a secret, though. They shouldn't have shown it in the trailers. I agree completely. I agree 100%. That would have been a nice, like, holy... Because, like, they didn't yeah. tell us that, you know, you, we'd get to see Mohawk, Joe Montana, Deathstroke. They didn't tell us that part. Yeah. You know, but the second that you saw Leto's Joker, they we were like, okay, all right, nightmare sequence. Okay, sign me up. Yeah. That looks super creepy. But, you know, they could have saved that as a big last, last resort surprise. And also kind of a bittersweet one because we're never going to see anything beyond that. That's the disappointing part of it, that it sets up and, and teases all this stuff that we'll never get to see. Now, it would be really cool if Snyder could maybe work with DC Comics and do like a comic adaptation of what his story would have been. I, I would take that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't because I've seen versions of that story because the, the that story is Dark Side wins. Yeah. And so a ragtag group of the remaining Earth's heroes have to, you know, write to uh, set things right again. And obviously, you know, Flash, who by the way looked absolutely awesome in the Nightmare version. Oh yeah, he looked really cool. That full face helmet and everything. I was like, oh, that totally makes sense to, to his appearance in Batman v Superman. Yeah. Um. So, but but at the same at the end of the day, somehow they just figure out that Flash is going to rewrite history. You know, because. Uh, sorry, go on. No, I was just like we're just to touch on Nightmare quickly. Very interesting how it was Aquaman and Wonder Woman did, and how the the lesser heroes got to live. I guess because Superman took out the number one competition first. Right. Uh, and the other reason why I'm suggesting that it has to be like a time travel rewrite thing mm -hmm. is going back to previous things that I've said where you can't have Superman kill people 
in regular like regular continuity and then say well you know i was brainwashed because he'll never be revered like he was no you know um so it would play out a lot like endgame in that regard it would have to play out like endgame in but more so in the sense that they have to rewrite the that particular storyline because you can't just snap everything back into place and still have superman be a mass murderer right you know you have to go back you have to save lois from being killed by whatever bruce does to have her killed right whatever he does that ends up having her killed and having superman snap you have to rewrite that because then you rewrite the fact that superman killed all those people right and in and also in the way he did it because in batman v superman when he was killing uh, the militiamen with batman like he was just casually, you know, killing them with his heat vision, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then he like slowly forced his way through Batman's body. You're like, you know, he's not just like killing people and not thinking about it. He's making a conscious effort to be brutal. Yeah. That's not you can't do that with Superman and bounce back. No, God. And no. then have like regular humans go, yeah, sure, cool. You're the back to being the human protector or the world's protector. I understand you were mind controlled. No big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's all it's good. All good. <laughs> My man. <laughs> oh, oh, did I steal it? Yeah, That's how you I did. Made. You did. I was gonna throw it out like a second after you said it. Oh, oh. I'm actually having fun with it now. It's I, I fun, was right? dreading it. It's, yeah, it's I, no would see, what is fun for me is getting it before you. <laughs> <laughs> That's twice now. That's twice now. But twice. this one was. This was better of the two. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Okay, so um, this is kind of going back. So because of the Superman stuff, Superman's, uh, a lot of the stuff in Superman was good. I actually, Snyder is weird with his Superman because it's like he knows that Superman is a symbol for hope. He gets that. He understands that. He knows that Superman means something to not just the people in the DCEU, but the world at large. So he understands that part. But then, for some reason, he has Superman, like, maliciously pummel Steppenwolf to the point where he just, for no reason at all, cuts his horn off, right? Mm -hmm. The part where he goes, I'm not impressed, awesome. Stops the the axe with his shoulder. The whole axe is like... And then starts kicking the fuck out of him. I was like, okay, all right. But then when it's just like this unparalleled like beatdown, where like in real life, if you were pummeling somebody that badly, I, I would be like, okay, okay, you you got to get off him. Like you have to, <laughs> you know. And then if you start being like, no, 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 I got to take his earring, I'd be like, what is wrong with you? And that is certainly not something Superman would do. So, uh, so that part I didn't like. Um. The other part is I loved the idea behind the, the sequence where we got to see him pick out the suits and he looked absolutely incredible in the back black suit. And I thought that, you know, if they explained the black suit was to help him get back up and to like strength or whatever, or just help him absorb more of the sun's rays so that he could be powerful enough to beat the shit out of Steppenwolf, I'd have been fine with that. Um, and I was fine with it until the end sequence where they show him open up his uh, shirt, classic yeah. Superman pose, and it's uh, the black suit. 
that really disappointed me. And then on the heels of that, in an interview, he said, well, the reason why he's still wearing, uh, Snyder says the reason why Superman's still wearing the black suit is because Superman feels that he's got to earn the blue and red suit. Which, by the end of his third Justice League movie, he would have earned the blue suit, blue and red suit. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind that, except then I see the nightmare sequence and, he's and Superman's in the red and blue suit and he's fucking killing people. And it's like, so he earns it. Lois dies. He kills people, but he's, he's totally fine in the blue and red. What? So it, it's like this weird thing where like on some levels, like Snyder gets it, but he can't, it's like, he can't help himself. You know, like he has to just, fucking like make him into more of a Hulk type character where it's less about him being, you know, a smart, capable leader, which by and large Superman's leader of the justice league, you know, Mm -hmm. it's only within recent years that they've had Batman be the leader or it's like a joint effort between the big three, which I find is more believable Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman kind of being all the co-leads type of thing. And then they have him just be like this mindless, malicious brute. I mean, even when he first uh, was brought back to life, they intentionally had Superman blowing up the uh, attack vehicles. Yeah. They don't show anybody getting killed, but they also don't show anybody leaving the vehicles before they get exploded upon. And one guy, he actually, I think he actually like, he threw a cop or something or he went after the cop or something. But one of the guys, there's no way you can tell me that that cop's not dead or yeah. one of those uh, army guys aren't dead. So that's now this isn't nightmare version Superman. This is actual like Superman's back, you know, and he potentially causes the death of a couple of guys, but definitely kills another person flies off to Kansas and nobody Nobody goes, "Uh, did Superman just kill a guy? I don't know if it was actually Superman because he was just wearing pants, but he flew like Superman. It wasn't Superman. You know, and and again, in retrospect, like we touched upon it earlier, he gets out of, like he's brought back to life and his first instinct is to fight everybody, even though he recognizes Batman. He recognizes Wonder Woman. Eh, let's fucking just pummel her into the ground with headbutts. I, I still love that. I love the headbutt fight. The this the fight sequence is awesome. It's absolutely incredible. And yeah. I like that that was kept in almost entirely. They almost entirely. cut out a couple of scenes. Um they made the overall, flat stuff a little longer now. Where he's like going yep. at that Flash and Flash is just ducking and shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but then they reworked the Superman or the Batman scene, so he's not like just craving his skull in and stuff. They actually make him try to attack him. Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> Toby, do you bleed? <laughs> yeah, and you're like, yeah, he does. You know, he does. Yeah, he, he's he, he's bleeding right now. I believe. <laughs> He bled when you fought him in the giant fucking bat suit with the Krypton spear, Kryptonite spear. Like he was bleeding then, but oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, let's be issue. So it was things like that where where I'm like, and I I love I I love Superman. So it's really hard for me to see an evil Superman in continuity. It really is because it's just like ah, 
I can't. It'd, it'd be the same with Captain America, even evil Batman. All of a sudden you have Batman killing people. That was my largest complaint about Batman and Batman v Superman yeah. was that he was full on killing people. Yeah. And not just like byproducts, you know, and I know there's that meme where it's like uh, Batman doesn't kill, but you know, he beats the shit out of the criminals. They rack up thousands of dollars in medical bills. So in order to pay for the medical bills, they have to go back to being a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're not really stopping crime. In fact, you're, you're making it worse. Uh, but anyway, but to have like Batman full on killing, it was like, ah, I can't, I can't get behind that. And it's the same with Superman. So, um, so yeah, so that was my big thing. Like, I'd love to see more of the Clark stuff. And, and like I said, like some aspects, Snyder gets Superman yeah. and in other aspects, it's like with Dick Grayson, it's almost like he can't, like I said, he can't help it. So people were like, hey, that Robin that was killed, was it Dick Grayson or Jason Todd? And you could almost feel him being like, it was Dick Grayson. <laughs> it was totally Dick Grayson. And then hopefully to see people's heads explode, right? Because they're like, oh, but it wasn't Dick in the comic books, right? <laughs> Hey, all your symbols of hope? Nah, we don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> Nightwing is literally the uh, bastard child of Batman and Superman. Eh, we killed him off. We don't need him. Man, fuck that guy. <laughs> so that was, that's probably, like that's my biggest complaint. And even though we got more Superman in this one, and there was more reverence to Superman, because like we talked about this, I loved that the discussion the Justice League had it wasn't just split down the middle where like two people were for saving him, two people were against. They were almost all largely for bringing him back because, you know, the, the, for everything that he stood for, it was only like towards the end with the mythology characters with Aquaman and Wonder Woman, when they were both kind of like, yeah, but I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this was really the right idea. And it's like, well, yeah. it's, it's kind of too late now, right? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, like it's either this, like, because we're fucked either way. So if we bring him back and he's good, we can fight Steppenwolf and save the world. And if we don't, okay, well, Steppenwolf will probably win. Yeah. And that's it. It's over. So what choice do we have? We have to risk it, right? The touch quickly on uh, when, when Superman is grabbing a black suit and he's walking on the ship. I really love the voiceover between his two fathers. So did I. I love that it was both his dads. Both of them. I was like, oh my God, it's Russell Crowe. Oh my God, it's Kevin Costner. This is awesome. It was so cool. And I also like that we saw different suits, right? Because yeah. we always kind of wondered like, well, why, why the blue and red suit? Why that suit was the one that he got out of the ship, right? Right. And I think it was you that had said the black suit, is, it looks similar to his father's suit. And it's I thought that was a really coloring, nice right? touch. So and I and I think like if they don't explain the solar aspects, that's fine. If it's him wearing his his father's suit type of thing, and also because, I mean, the intent is to kill Steppenwolf to stop him from and and also the parademons too because yeah. they're aliens. So you know, so it's it's kind of like seeing Cap wear the Winter Soldier suit in the first sequence of Endgame where they go to kill Thanos because. Yeah. Captain America in the red, white, and blue can't be seen, you know, killing people. Yeah. So if I wore the winter suit, my stealth suit, that's a little bit different. 
you know, and I like, I can get behind that. And if it's his father's suit, I can get behind that too. I think all that's really great. And yeah, I agree the the whole sequence with his parent, like his dad's speaking to him. I was like, I did not know I needed that until I heard it. (laughs) And then when he throws on the black suit and shoots in the space and they had that shot of him just like floating there in, in front of the sun. Even the fact that it's similar to the the uh, first sequence of the suit in the Man of Steel, where like he walks out of the ship and it's the sun, you know, and it's like the the snow and everything, and then he does that like fist to the ground so that he can fly, floating, and yeah, and then the whole sequence flying around and then like loading up on the sun. I was like, oh my god, and that's what I mean. Like, so there's aspects where you go, he gets it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he cuts off seven wolves horn and you're like ah, i don't know i don't know if he fully gets it i personally personally and i know you're like way more into superman than me i love seeing him cut loose on seven wolves and and i just and the the way they took him out too with aquaman with the spear through the back throws him back superman with a huge punch and then wonder woman chopping off his fucking head <laughs> that was awesome I, and I'm not. I'm not saying anything about that. Goes through the portal. And the head just rolls to the dark side. I'm not saying anything about that. And I'm also not saying like it, it's not like the entire intent of the Justice League was to kill Steppenwolf. Like ultimately stop. But if they had to, they would. And yeah. nobody blinks an eye that they just beheaded him. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just. It was just that part where he's like pummeling him, and then decides to take his horn on. Like that's not Superman. And I'm all for having Superman cut loose. One of the reasons why I love the uh, fight sequence in Man of Steel, because he got to cut loose with other Kryptonians. Yep. And then he got to fight Zod in an extended battle that was absolutely incredible. It yep. really was. You know, and uh, but then and even with uh, Doomsday, he got to cut loose with Doomsday, really mm-hmm. cut loose with Doomsday. So it's not like we haven't seen him cut loose, but we also haven't seen him get this malicious. Yeah. 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 It's like Bruce beating the shit out of Clark Kent saying, like, look at you. You're not a god. You're not even a man. You're like, why why are you already like you're cheating with kryptonite? Why do you have to like piss on him now? Um, I liked Aquaman in this too, like his dialogue in a lot of spots. Especially on the ship when he's talking about Cyborg and how it's not fair how this kid just lost his father and how everything has to be on him. And then Flash goes, I didn't think you cared. And he goes, I didn't say that. And I was like, yeah. uh, lots of really great character moments in this. There's so many. Like, this movie is actually just built on character moments. All of my positives are character moments. Yeah. It's my ne- and my negatives are really mostly just the portrayal of Superman. In some aspects of it. My other big complaint is, yes, I know that I've said that I've seen, you know, stories like Nightmare in comic books before. But if we did get a second Justice League where it was primarily set in the Nightmare verse because of whatever happened, and then the third was like Endgame where they set everything right. Yeah. I'd be in for it. I honestly would be in for it as much as I would hate to see Superman as as a horrible, horrible, horrible killer, <laughs> knowing that it would be rewritten. You know, yeah. It's my my biggest fear is when they do stuff like that. 
one of the executives, like Warner Brother execs, is going to go, okay, so we rewrite it, but now we can have Superman kill people because, you know, he, he's done it before, but now it's not so bad, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I don't want, there's certain superheroes that I don't want to ever kill, and there, there's others where I'm like, yeah, I mean, like Punisher makes sense for the character. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight makes sense for the character. Hawkeye, no. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, yes, I, I understand that Hawkeye and the Marvel U is uh, more of a blend of comics like 616 and Ultimate. So they're the Black Ops stuff that they've argued with. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it's like, <sighs> I don't want them killing unless that's part of their character. Wolverine can gut a guy here and there, you know, like yep. X-Men 2. He got so many of Stryker's men. Did you hear me go, yeah. No. I, no. I, I didn't like that he. I was at the theater with you. I, I heard you go, like, my man. I heard it. Yeah. I was definitely like, oh, yeah. God. I think we both yelled out in unison. Berserker rage. <laughs> the rage. He's going berserker, right? So it's like, yeah, what's that uh, cap? Oh, berserker claw. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so like with some characters, it makes sense and it works. But like, you know, Superman is not a character that should be killing. Captain America, you know, when like they imply heavily that he killed people in, in World War One, mm-hmm. but he doesn't kill anyone else and does whatever he can to help save people if possible. That works for the character. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh... I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even with my complaints with the Superman aside, I my other big complaint here's this is the biggest complaint I have for Snyder's Justice League is that we didn't get this version or something edited a bit nicer for a better runtime. We had to get Whedon's version. That's one of the biggest things. Uh, it's a two parts actually. So that's one of my biggest complaints is that we had to we had to get so pumped up for Justice League, and then it had to be rushed for some reason. Yeah. And then we had to have Whedon again, and for some reason, I mean, I don't want to keep shitting on Whedon because you know, if they called me up and said, "Hey, we want you to direct the Justice League and rewrite it." I'm not going to say, you know, guys, I I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe you should get someone else. You know, it's like uh, I keep saying with Charlotte, they push Charlotte to the moon. What's Charlotte supposed to say? You know what? No. Why don't you uh, let someone else that's a bottom of the card guy that we don't even know is a proven main eventer. Why don't you give the push to them? Yeah. Right. You're not going to do that. So we took the job. Okay. And really did the best he could. The only drawback is now you're starting to see, especially with Justice League, you're starting to see that Whedon's not really at the level of some of these other directors. Yeah. You said it best when you talked about the first half hour of Avengers Avengers, and felt like a made-for-TV movie. And ever since you said that, I was like, it totally does. Yes, it shifts and it kicks into a a high-concept action adventure with superheroes. Yeah. And it's perfect. But... We both watched Age of Ultron, and we both felt that Age of Ultron was nowhere near as good as Avengers. Yeah. You know? 
And then the Russos get a hold of the Avengers in Civil War and we're just like, what is happening? We really lucked out with the Russos, man. I like <laughs> like Winter Soldier is a masterpiece. And the fact exactly that they, the fact that they stuck along. Also, the fact that the same writers from Captain America, uh, First Avenger kept going the whole time. Yeah, but even still, so like you got Civil War and we're like, holy fuck. And then immediately they're like, oh yeah, by the way, they're going to be directing the next two Avengers movies. We were like, yes! We weren't like, ah, ah yeah, but could could we get Whedon again? No. No. And then we got Whedon in Justice League and we were like, uh, immediately we were like, I wish I would have saw Snyder's version. Yeah. You know, like Whedon is a good writer and I think writing is good for him because clearly, apparently he's not a great people person. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> like directing, directing's never really been his thing. Like he did a few episodes here and there of his TV shows, but like he wrote Buffy, you know, he wrote Angel. I didn't realize that he didn't direct a lot of Buffy. He, he wrote Firefly. He, he, his first movie to direct was Serenity, which was his Firefly movie. Serenity was really good though. Serenity was awesome. But again, that might be Serenity, that might be part of it because it was his characters. Yeah, but Serenity as awesome as it is and 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 with the the semi larger budget it had still felt right. very much like a TV movie at time. Actually, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely did. It right? definitely did. That's where mm -hmm. that I mean that's that's his thing. TV has always been his thing and right. comics like Astonishing X-Men is, is insane. Like I Whedon could be a garbage person, but I'm not going to take away that Astonishing X-Men is one of my favorite X-Men runs of all time. <laughs> it's still, it's still, yeah. hands down, one of my favorite X-Men runs. It's still one of those runs where I'm like, you know what? I got to revisit it. I got to see it. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. You know? I don't have many hardcover collections on my bookshelf, but you better believe that whole fucking run is on there. That doesn't surprise me. That doesn't, but oh, it's so good. But and Between that and then the art, too. Oh, yeah, John Cassie and the fact that he stuck around for every issue. I was just going to say, there was no, like, filler artist in between. Yeah. It was like, you know what, if Cassidy takes three months to get this uh, issue done, we'll just wait. Yeah. We'll just wait. But you I don't think there that. was any you delays with that. You wouldn't get that these days from Marvel. No, but I don't think we got delays, though. No, he did uh, He did the 12 issues. 12 issues, and then they took, like, uh, what was it? They took a year off, and they came that's back right. for, like, issues 13 to 24. That's right. That's right. And I believe, if I remember correctly, Cassidy had also had been doing the a bunch of issues beforehand. So he yeah, had issues in the bank. That's why they took they a year off. They gave him a year head start on it, really. Yeah, yeah. So they could get it all out in time, which, yeah. you know, it, some they artists. Didn't do, they didn't want to do the Ultimates again with Brian Hitch. <laughs> oh man holy shit that was a delayed comic yeah but i mean that's another one too but the that's the flip side right like when you get to that level of artistry i'll wait <laughs> yeah you want that level of artistry and it's worth it in the long run but i mean you look at guys like like hitch and gary frank and yep. Steve McNiven, like these guys are known for having late books. Some of these guys will only do covers now because like they can't keep up with the schedule. And it's funny because I was going to mention uh, Gary Frank as well. So like in Supreme Power, it, yeah. that was one of those where I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't want to see filler artists because it just doesn't match it. So yeah, sadly, that's what we got. But I would have I think that would have been a perfect idea. Do one <laughs> one year. 
have him have like six months lead in time and then take a year off. So that way the next run can go. But anyway, uh, getting back to the, to justice league. So that was my one big complaint is this is not the version that we got. Okay. Because I watched Batman V Superman in the theater, just like you did. Yep. And I largely liked it, but it wasn't until I got the director's cut that I was like, okay, all right. Yeah. And knowing that it was three hours long and that we're all willing to sit through a three hour movie now, it's like, we should have just got that fucking version in the first place. Yeah. I understand not sitting in the theater for four hours. I'd be able to do it, but in a streaming service, it's a lot better because if I have to pass, pause it, go, that's fine. Well, like Snyder for for the uh, theatrical cut of this movie, which did show up in some cities. Yeah, he there was no parts, but he put that intermission in between. Right, which and that's that's perfect. Like that's a great idea. Great. And if that was the case, I would have done it too. I'd have been like, oh, I got fifteen minutes to like empty everything and then yeah. fill it all up again. Sure, yeah. let's do it. Do definitely. Um, my last complaint. This is it. This is the last complaint is the disgusting level of toxic fans that are in comic books or in geek culture. Mm-hmm. The fucking, I, I said pitchforks earlier, but the pitchfork torch bearing, like find out your personal information, dox you, threaten you with like the most foulest shit just to get this thing made. Like I was all for seeing the Snyder cut, but I mean, if it meant that like this many people had to be threatened with death, like we don't need to see the air cut. And if that's the what people are going to start trying to do to get the air cut going, don't, don't, because you're making all of us look bad. You're also, you're also forgetting the medium that we're talking about. We're talking about characters that all they ever want to do is just help people, be the best versions of them, themselves to help people, and you miss all of that just so that you can get your way your selfish little like grubby fingers and go yeah this is what i always wanted to see and the worst part is you're never going to be happy anyway yeah we need to i mean not us because we're relatively good yeah you know we're pretty chill i'll throw out a hashtag restore the snyderverse but i'm not going to go throwing threats at people (laughs) exactly exactly i'm going to make fun of you for immediately doing this move because What's going on? This is your hashtag. I thought this was this reason. Well, come on, isn't that the move? Uh, I'll accept this if you're gonna tell me to suck it. I'll accept that. But that's oh, it's coming. It's coming. My Uh, man. My man. Um, but my biggest, my that's the biggest pet peeve is like, yes, I understand. Like the internet is great for many things, but now we're keyboard hidden behind a a screen, a username, and we can just say the worst, most offensive things. I've seen people wear Superman shirts, you know, and online talk about being Superman fans and Captain America fans, and then saying the most horrible, vile, offensive shit like this. And you're going like, if Superman knew you, if he was real and he came across you, he would be telling you to smarten up. He would be telling you that the stuff you're saying is wrong and that you need to be treating people like people and that they totally don't get the message. Yeah. I am so invested in these characters that when I see people wearing the shirts, 
I f- almost feel compelled to grill them and be like, are you a fan or do you like the shirt? Why do you like Superman? Is it just because he's strong or is it because of the hope? I don't because it's, you know, it's none of my business. Yeah. And as long as they're not shooting up malls wearing the shirt, then, you know, really. But it's like, oh, man, it just makes me so sad that it, a culture that, you it's know, it's changed, funny. man. It's fucking changed. Like, our, it's our funny because up, it's a outskirts, like, it was a niche thing. It was like, like when we talked about comic books, we talked about comic books with each other and other friends that were into comic books. You didn't recommend comic books to guys you knew would never read comic books, Mm -hmm. you know, because then all of a sudden they'd be like, what are you reading comic books for? Fuck, you're grown. (laughs) You're an adult. What are you still reading that (laughs) shit for? Oh, you watch cartoons? Oh, you play video games? You're like, yeah, okay. But that doesn't give us an excuse to be the worst possible fucking people. We need to be better period not just because we watch superheroes and, and love that but that's the worst part is that we have monthly iterations of of being good and, and just being better people and we can't do it i i don't know what happened um during this whole social media age like when the, well, part when, of it is i'm that. not going to say i'm not going to say the internet because when the internet came out and and we got online as comic fans and we were on you know, message boards. Like I was on the, the Jinx World message board, Bendis's message board. Yeah, I remember like, that was the, one of the first times I heard of that yeah, forum type thing. I was like, that, what? That was probably the greatest, most pure group of comic book fans ever. Everyone, if you didn't like something, you said you didn't like it. And that's as far as it And went. then it was okay. You know what I mean? And then it was okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. I like it. Oh, good for you. I'm glad you liked it. You know what? <laughs> exactly. What the, what the fuck happened? It wasn't like, uh, oh, I don't like Superman. Oh, you don't like fucking Superman? What the fuck's wrong with you? Fuck, yeah. Superman's the greatest fucking thing in the world. You Where you live, I'm going to come fucking kill you. Yeah, don't don't even tell me because I'm already figuring it out with your IP address. And, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm going to dox the shit out of you. It's yeah, like, I'm going to call your employer and tell him you raped me. It's, uh, it's not the internet, it's people. It's people. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's people. Just, ugh. It's feel, feeling like you can say whatever you want because, you know, it's your freedom of speech, but it's also because you're hiding behind a screen and a username, you know, and not everyone knows that you can just track people. Like, I don't know how to do that stuff. I know it can be done. I just don't know how to do it. I can learn how to do it, but why would I want to? Exactly. And, and it's also this, like, really, I feel a lot of it is us versus them mentality. So if, you know, you don't like comic books, you're the enemy. But if yeah. you don't like the same comic books that I like, you're also the enemy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What the it, hell happened to people? Ugh. Hey, ugh. Wait, maybe dark side's here. The anti-life equation. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's that's my biggest complaint is just you know the what? level the disgusting nature of a lot of fans and it makes us all look bad. That's the, the, the other part too, is it all makes, it, it makes it us is, all look bad. It's super embarrassing. It's super embarrassing. I now like when I say I'm a comic book fan, like a grown man who's a comic book fan, I kind of feel like I might get a staring oh, at 40. Like before, yeah. before it was like, Oh, you're one of them. Like, ew, disgusting. What a weird guy. And now it's like, Oh, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah oh you're a horrible piece of shit oh okay all right whoa all right. no no you know? like this whole uh the uh you know when the the capital riots happened 
I, I was on Reddit and there was people actually sitting there saying like, like, you know, Captain America would be so proud. And I'm like, you have no idea. That's you have so no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Or uh, cops with the uh, Punisher symbol. Yeah. And now Disney might ban that logo from like. Well, here's the thing. They actually have it in several versions of the comic book where he wouldn't be for them. He actually told them. Yeah. He, there's a sequence where he's ripping up one of their makeshift symbols of his and he's saying, you're nothing like me. You're supposed to, you're not supposed to do what I do. I do what I do because I can't do what you do. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it just, it, oh, it makes me so mad and it's frustrating and it's heartbreaking and it's disgusting. Yeah. So again, you know, I wrote an article about it, but we need to be better. We really do need to be better. All of us geek pantsers. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, you know, I'm like, I'm at a point now where sometimes I don't want to wear my superhero shirts out. And I have a lot of nice shirts. And I, I, I have superhero clothing. Like, I have, like, a Superman outfit. I have a Spider-Man outfit. Like, they'll have these, the, the colors. You know, I have a Batman outfit, a Nightwing outfit. Yeah. A lot of times I go like, oh, maybe I should, or maybe I should wear it underneath so I don't have to, you know, possibly have a conversation where somebody goes, oh, hey, like, what'd you think of the cider cut? And I, I go, oh, you know, I, I liked it. And be like, well, it was partly because of me. Yeah, I threatened the lives of so many people just to get that movie. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah. anyway. My rant's done on that one. You know what? That was a great rant, and it deserves a uh, my man. Yes, yes. You got me. You got me. Like I'm looking forward to it now. I, I thought I was not gonna see. Yeah, do it. Yeah. So, in the spirit of Aquaman, how many my mans did this movie get? This movie for me got a masterful five my mans. Out of five. This one actually, this one got four and a half Chris Eds. I, I figure you're going to give it four and a half. I, and when, yeah, when, you're I can't, talking, when you're talking the Superman stuff, I'm like, that just knocked a point five off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, but, but like, it's because he did a lot of really good with it. So yeah. it's only just like two things, really. It's the, this, the fact that he feels he needs to earn the blue and red. Okay, fine. The fact that he earned it and then went on a killing spree wearing it. Okay, a <laughs> little weird there. And then, of course, the, like the malicious beatdown. At the yeah. beginning of the beatdown, I was like, oh, wow. And then three minutes later, it's like, oh, okay, all right. And then he took his horn, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll use Captain America as, a, as another example. So Man of Steel, Superman breaks Zod's neck. I've explained plenty of times. I, I wish I never saw it, but I can understand it. And if they injected a scene on the farm, then you could explain why he did it. That's fine. Yeah. Winter Soldier doesn't break his neck. He fucking puts him to sleeper hold, chokes him out, does whatever he can to try and save him. That's what we should have got. Okay? Okay, fine. Whatever. You Did you ever see Captain America take a knife 
jam it in some guy's hand and start twisting it around just for fun? I, I mean, I have it. No, you haven't. But now I want to. <laughs> uh, man, now I have to dox you. That's it. And so I have to figure out where you live. Hey, and I life. never read. I never read any of the Hydrocap line. Maybe he did do a little fucking knife. Him. That's uh, you know what? I never read that either. Actually, I, <laughs> I was like, oh wait, Cap is Hydra now. Yeah, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> you know, my favorite part about that is when Cap was with Hydra. The first thing I said to you was. It's so dumb. I guarantee you it's some cosmic cube bullshit where, yeah. you know, they did some cosmic cube thing and he was always a secret Hydra agent. And then they'll just cosmic cube the ending. And what happened? Yeah. It was cosmic cube bullshit. And then they cosmic cube the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't expect them to drag it on for as long as it did. Then I realized it's Nick Spencer and he can't write a short story. <laughs> it's got to be a five-year run where nothing happens ever and any changes he does make right back to where it should be yeah <laughs> oh man so you gave it a four and a half where do you put it in the in the ranking of dceu movies which doesn't well, include, which doesn't include the joker or the batman of course um well well, Wonder Woman is top at full fives. Yeah. I don't I don't even remember saying anything in Wonder Woman that would constitute even a half Chris head off of that. Mm. Man of Steel, four and a half. Batman v Superman director's cut. Uh probably four and a half. Just trying to think. Yeah. No, Jesse Eisenberg's uh, The Direction of Lex Luthor really bugged me. In, in Batman vs. Superman? Yeah, it really bugged me. His, like, it was an interesting take, but it was one of those where, like, if he would have been the Riddler, it would have made more sense. Yeah. But I, I think for the sake of argument, I can't think of anything else. So Batman v. Superman, Man of Steel, four and a half. Batman v. Superman, four and a half. Justice League, four and a half. Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman was fives, actually. Uh, yeah. That's another five. Because yeah. that was a surprisingly awesome, epic, like, fantasy fucking movie. And a lot of the stuff that I complained about Momoa's character in Justice League, the Whedon cut, was tweaked and then softened a bit so that he was a bit more regal by the end of the movie but he was still more jason momoa essentially yeah but i mean it, it worked in the sense that you could see him you know on the throne speaking in high speech as they say and then later throwing back cocktails right yeah uh, a very nice course correction i should say for uh, aquaman so one woman five aquaman five Man of Steel, four and a half. Batman v Superman, four and a half. Justice League, four and a half. Uh, what? Oh, Wonder Woman 84, I'd probably say three. And I would say Shazam, three. Mm-hmm. That was that yeah. all? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's all. You said Birds of Prey? No, I didn't. Two. <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, uh, Chris adds is generous. <laughs> that's that's generous. I forgot. I'll, that's how that's how uh, uh, two actually. I think two is probably because we shit on. Yeah. There's a lot of things I didn't like in in Birds of Prey, oh. and the things I did like were not did not weigh, outweigh what I didn't like. <clears throat> so my ranking's going to be Wonder Woman number one, Aquaman yeah. number two. Yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League at number three. Okay. Then I'll go Batman versus Superman. Oh, sorry, I wasn't doing really orders. I was just saying like if fives, four and a halves, threes and twos. So that wasn't okay. really an order. Well, I mean, that kind of puts it in order too, right? In a sense, but I I would say, excuse me, um, I probably put Justice League second or a third. Third. Man of Steel fourth. Batman v Superman fifth. And then 84, 6, Shazam 7th, and then Birds of Prey. I probably just listed off your Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad. Forgot about Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, That was a strong three. That was another three. Another three. Uh, That one I would put. That one's before Birds of Prey. It's after 84, but before Shazam. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Cause the, the first batch are movies that I'll rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never watching birds of prey again. Yeah. That's. Uh... I know I've said that I would rewatch Shazam. I don't think that I will. Now that I think about it, I don't think that I will. Wonder woman, 84. I'll probably watch one more time just to kind of see if maybe maybe it was the headspace I had, maybe it was the hype, maybe it was all of this, maybe it's better yeah. than I gave it credit for, although I'm not really holding out hope, but I can see myself re-watching that one again, because there is a lot of really good stuff in it, and yeah. the good stuff does outweigh most of the bad, so there's that. But exactly. like Justice League is a rewatch, Batman v Superman is a rewatch. I'm actually doing a rewatch both that and Man of Steel very soon. And Aquaman, I'm going to be rewatching shortly. Oh, yeah. Aquaman, I can rewatch any day of the week. Fuck. When he pops out with the actual classic costume, holy shit. And I know we give uh, movies fucking shit for showing that stuff in the trailer, but yep. I was not as excited to see Aquaman as I was until i saw that clip when i yeah. saw that clip i was like holy fuck i gotta watch this movie holy yeah. fuck <laughs> it looks so good so good god aquaman was so good that even though they introduced the trench and it was visually crazy cool to look at but the story didn't really serve any purposes yeah didn't take a minus for me so that's how you know anyway sorry what's your list um yeah so you said uh, wonder woman Wonder Woman to five, so that's number one. Aquaman five, number two. Zack Snyder's, Zach, Zach Snyder's Justice League is a five, number three. Right. Yes. Batman v Superman is uh, number four. That's a four and a half. Yep. And I, and I only talk ultimate cut. I don't fucking even consider the theatrical. Cut. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's yeah. no theatrical cut anymore. Yeah. Not for me. No. Man of Steel four and a half. So that's right after number five. Yeah. And now we go Wonder Woman eighty four. 
which okay. I still gave a four. I still gave a four. I still, okay. I still enjoyed it. Um, Suicide Squad would be next. Um, and I actually really, really liked the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. No, I no. liked it. I liked it, but I've watched, I've rewatched it a couple of times and I like it less every time I watch it. Yeah. I notice more things that I don't like. I haven't watched it a bit, but right now it stands at like a number at, at, at four out of five. Okay. Now we get to the three and a half, which would be uh, Justice League. I guess I'm probably not going to watch that ever again either. I didn't even include that on my list. There's no point. Yeah. But it does. It does actually still have that that part that I love, where Aquaman sits on the lesso and and talks about how scared he is. Right, uh, and the depiction of Superman is there are some parts that are better, like that opening sequence on the cell phone. Even though the shitty CGI was there, oh. that sequence was awesome. I loved it. You know. Yeah. And uh, while I don't like the lines, you know, I'm a big fan of truth, but I also like justice. The smiling, happy Superman in the blue red suit—that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. Yeah. So, and then, and then after that, we got Bird Spray and Shazam. Ooh, Birds of Prey topped Shazam. It does. It does. I mean, Shazam is is it's just not for me. Uh, you know what? I might have to flip it because while I wasn't like I wasn't like, oh man, Birds of Prey is so good. It was still a fun movie, so it wasn't like I was like, ugh, yeah, you know, over yet. Whereas Shazam was a bit more cliche. Yeah, and also I really didn't like the fact that they all had Shazam powers. Yeah, I just, I didn't, Shazam just wasn't really great to me. Whereas Birds of Prey had some redeeming qualities, like Mary Elizabeth Winston and, and Journey uh, Smollett or whatever. Both of them are incredible. They are so fucking good. And also um, Rosie Perez. Yeah, Rosie Perez too. I, I mean. Oh, oh, don't do that. Montoya is a fucking boring character to me. I've never liked Montoya in the comics or the cartoon or the games or anything. I just, I've never liked Montoya. Ah, uh, that's it. That's over with. We're no longer friends. I hate you for with every fiber of my being. That's I'm joining important. the toxic nature of geek pants. Or not geek pants. Our geek pantsers aren't toxic. At least I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're a geek we'll pants, you're not. We'll toxic. find out after your rant if we lose a couple of followers. We'll know we had some toxicity in the group. The toxicity of our city? <laughs> <laughs> Such a great song. I really, Speaking. I'm really happy. <laughs> right away, I just moved down in my head when I said that. I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you, you did it." There <laughs> is actually a <laughs> bluegrass version of. I want to say, I actually, I think it's Toxicity, and it's like, like Southern Twang. I think if you Google it, you should get the actual legit video of Toxicity, yeah. but dubbed with the bluegrass vocals. It's hilarious. Yeah, I hear that now. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You absolutely have to. Uh, so, uh, Geek Pantsers, yes, yeah. I kind of ended it on a heavy note. But, as always, Kenneth and I and Chris Fedick, we 
truly, truly love the support that you give us on this channel because uh, Board Off still comes out with stuff or is going to be coming out with stuff whenever COVID leaves. Yeah, I got, I got about five episodes, soon. five episodes in the can that I haven't released because I've been waiting. <laughs> Just be like, I kind of stopped Board Off because I wanted to hang on to those and release them at a later date. <laughs> right, right. But uh, but yeah, like we really do appreciate all the support. We appreciate the likes, the, the shares. We appreciate the comments. Although I would appreciate more comments. I'm telling you guys to leave comments. Nobody ever does. And I read them. I read those comments and I answer those comments. So I, because nobody watches to the end of our videos to hear you say leave a comment. Oh, that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, you guys share it to the beginning next time. I'm Chris. Please leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all jokes aside, uh, yeah, from the bottom of our hearts, we do really appreciate it. But having said all that, as always, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us. You can hear us on SoundCloud. You can hear us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on geekpantsmedia.com. Um, I think I'm missing one. I want to say, did I say YouTube? I thought I said YouTube. Yeah, you got them all, man. I got them all? Got oh, them all. I just second guess myself. You got them all. I had such a good run last time. That this that time I'm like, perfect. Eh, eh, eh. You know what? You should just edit that clip and then yeah. just save it. For any time it's a shit run, you just throw that clip up. <laughs> Even if you do it mid-clip, like if I'm like, you can see us on SoundCloud. Did I get you can just cut it and go boom? This is it in, in its entirety. <laughs> oh, uh, real quick, before I forget, uh, Geek Pantsers, if you're looking for an absolutely amazing movie to watch, if you haven't already watched it, uh, it's Alita Battle Angel. Because mm -hmm. I just rewatched this the other weekend, and it's an incredible movie. It's one of my favorite movies. And if you have seen it, watch it again. It's so good. It's so good. Watch it again because now that we've released the Snyder Cut, that is next on the list. The Alita sequel. Yeah, I really hope that happens. Of course, happens. it's really going to be a lot harder to budge Disney than it is Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, oh, man, oh, so good, so good. Also, read uh, Nightwing seventy eight. Everyone. Not just Kenneth, everyone. Everybody. Everybody. Oh, we are we throwing out comic recommendations? Last two pages uh, will totally sell you on Tom Taylor and yeah. the run in general. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. But also, everybody, read Radiant Black, Stray Dogs, and Something is Killing the Children. Red Radiant Black. Actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Loved it. Really enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I got such crazy Invincible vibes from it. I but see, I got more uh, Dark Hawk vibes. I, in fact, I got so much Dark Hawk vibes that I was like, "Are they doing a Dark Hawk relaunch soon?" And yes, they are. Gee. Yeah, and it's written by Kyle Higgins, the same guy that wrote Radiant Black. So it's going to be amazing. So yeah, I'm in. I'm in. All right, my man. I was waiting for it. Yeah, all right, one last one. That's right. There it is. <laughs>